this is your blind techno geek that explores iOS and Android, and I got locked out of my Anchor account because I tried to sign in with my iPod Touch that I unboxed in that big, huge Christmas tech unboxing. I had everything pre-recorded that I was going to upload, and it did not work out because I was trying to use my iPod, not my phone. I do prefer to use Anchor on iOS devices for the reason that a lot of the buttons are unlabeled. Uh, so, needless to say, I did not end up getting into the stuff that I wanted to get into. So we're starting today, actually, with basically eight months with the Galaxy S20. Let's see how it's gone so far. So, the first thing I want to tell you about this S20. Now, I did do an unboxing video, which actually an audio that didn't turn out very well because, well, let's just say you got my mom yelling in the background because I was trying to do it right before I went to my therapy session that day and then the setup process was not recorded. So I thought that the setup process would take a bit too long, so that's why I didn't record it. FedEx was supposed to come on December the 9th. And they showed up while we were gone. Signature was required because I got this phone through Verizon. FedEx came on the 10th when we were home and didn't even like do anything to let us know that they were there. No ringing of the doorbell, nothing. We didn't even see a truck. My mom and my best friend stayed in the room that they would normally see a truck through the window coming toward our house. But no, that did not happen. So on the 10th, I didn't receive the phone either. So I waited two days to have the phone delivered. And finally, on the 11th, I got the phone and mom had to yell at him, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, we actually had signed online. We did the signature online. Um, and my dad had to do it because my Verizon account is under his name. So <laughs> let's just say, yeah, tech fiasco story again, like my usual self. And after doing the signature online, they were able to deliver the phone, but mom still had to make sure that they were not going to leave without delivering the phone. Now let's get into it. The setup process was actually much easier than I thought it was. Now this phone, because I got it straight from Verizon, it came pre-installed with a SIM. So the first thing I did was set it up the way that you'd set up a normal Android device. It asks you to sign into your Google account. I think with Samsung, it'll ask you to sign into your Samsung account, but it'll also ask you to restore from a previous backup, which I did on my Pixel 4, which is uh, the phone that I was using in the interim between the time that I gave my dad the iPhone 11 for Christmas and the time that I got the Galaxy phone, and actually I was using the Pixel um, right after Thanksgiving, I had swapped the SIM into the Pixel. But then it takes you, after the initial setup process of Android, like normal, it'll take you through a Verizon setup process, which it will give you a button to deactivate your old phone. I don't remember if I had to, I feel like I had to sign into something else, but it's been so long that it's, it's just, I've forgotten the setup process, but it was actually something that I did not need cited assistance for. 
So if you guys get an Android phone through Verizon, just remember whenever you turn on an Android device, you're going to want to press down with two fingers and hold on the screen and TalkBack will automatically turn on. And that way you can actually do the setup process by yourself with no sighted assistance. Of course, with the setup process, all your apps are restored. So all I had to do was sign into social media like Facebook, Messenger, Duo, of course, comes pre-installed with the phone because it's an Android now. And now Google is kind of forcing its hand with Duo, even though I don't use it too much, especially as much as I use Messenger. Um, setting up Signal at the time I was not on WhatsApp. I had deleted it. Um, or was about to. Anyway, playing with it on the first day I had it was absolute bliss. Now, before I get into anything else, I am going to describe this phone. Now I'm holding it in portrait orientation. So on the top of the phone, you've got a proximity sensor right near your top right corner. Going down to the right side, the first thing you're going to come to and this is something I am still getting used to, is actually your volume buttons. Your volume buttons are up top, whereas your power button is right below it on the right side of the phone. That is not something that I am used to because I came off of a Pixel 4 in which the opposite was true. On the right side, you had your power and then you had your volume up and down, which is what I've been used to on most other phones besides, of course, the LG G6, which had its power button on the back. Going downward, I think, you know what? I think the SIM tray was located on the top. It's just that I don't have to remove the SIM anymore because I'm only operating off of one phone now and <clears throat> three tablets. Um, let me take the case off. It's probably going to make some sounds here, um, but I need to make sure that I'm telling you correctly about where the SIM tray is placed. Yeah, I think you've got your SIM tray exactly where I said it was on the top of the phone. It's actually on the top left of the phone. It's not where the proximity sensor is. And you can't feel the SIM tray through a case. So it's actually kind of difficult. Put my case back on. It's an OtterBox. So, oh, Bixby, you silly goose. I'll get to her a little bit later. So that's the right side of the phone and the top of the phone. Now, on the top of the phone as well, where your earpiece is, you've got a speaker and you can barely feel the earpiece, by the way. It's like such a thin little line, especially a case like mine, which is an OtterBox, is going to cover that. Uh, not cover it so you can't hear the phone, but cover it so that you can't exactly feel where the line is unless you have nails. And I have at least a little bit of a nail on my index finger where I could just kind of stick my finger in there and feel where it is. It's about an inch or almost an inch and a half long, probably an inch and a half. Now the bottom of the phone, you've got another speaker. That's why I described the speaker up top, um, because I wanted to let you know exactly where the, the both speakers were in conjunction with each other. Again, one on the earpiece and one on the bottom of the phone on the right side. I'm pretty sure that's where it is on an iPhone as well. So it's got the same setup. Now you've got your charging port on the bottom as well. And I've got the OtterBox 
on mine, so it's got this little tab that you pull to get to the charging port. This is a USB-C charging port. I do have the plus-sized Galaxy phone. So this is the plus Galaxy S20. Left side, you've got nothing. The reason why I told you that the, the Galaxy, this is the Galaxy S20 Plus, is just so that you are aware that if you get a Galaxy S20 Plus, it's going to be skinny but long. Your display is an infinity display, which means it's curved. So when you put a case on this phone, you're going to have the top and bottom bezels of the case much more protruding than the left and the right sides because you're going to want to get to your edge panels. Now, I don't use the edge panels, even though they made them kind of accessible. I still just use my normal app switcher. On the back of the phone, you've got a camera module, a huge camera module. And I have lost track of how many cameras this phone has because I barely even use the camera. The only thing that I would use it for is something like KNFB Reader. Or if somebody's helping me take a picture, and I take most of my pictures around Christmas time anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I usually just use the regular camera. I know there's a wide-angle lens on the back as well. I'm pretty sure there's more cameras than that, though. And on the front-facing camera, you either have one or two cameras. I'm not sure. Again, that's something I don't care for. That's something I don't care about, really, because the only thing I use it for anyway is video calls. I don't even use it when I'm using something like Voloco. A lot of times, if I'm doing like a signal call or a messenger call, I'm going to use audio because I'm talking mostly to visually impaired people. That's an app that I have, by the way, that's chiming the hour. Um, and we'll get to what's on my Galaxy S20 Plus a little bit later. So that is the description of the Galaxy S20 Plus. As I said before, when I first got the phone and started playing with it, I was on cloud nine like I am with all other devices that I first get. But on the second day, I was literally sitting watching Rescue 911 on my Roku TV. And on occasion, I would turn on my phone and I'd start playing with my phone because, you know, it's new. And I still hadn't gotten over the novelty of it. And suddenly, it started doing a bazillion software updates. And I'm talking, like, 12 updates. I didn't even, like, get the last one done till the next day. The first thing I noticed was this. Voice assistant was tragically no more. I was like, where'd it go? Because I was trying to turn off TalkBack and turn on voice assistant. I had set it up to where... There are two different shortcuts on Samsung. One, you can turn, like, the power button and volume down on and off. <clears throat> the second is just holding down the volume buttons, like, with every other Android phone. And I had it set up to where the pressing volume down and power at the same time would turn on and off voice assistant. And pressing volume up and down and holding those down would actually turn on and off TalkBack, and I'm like, my shortcuts aren't working properly. What is going on? Come to find out that it's definitely, it's like, yeah, it's gone. And I'm like, dang it! I missed some of the gestures! I can't do, like, the notification center where you actually, like, 
swipe down with two fingers. Such an iPhone-esque gesture, right? Well, no, it's because TalkBack is actually copying Apple in a lot of ways. And uh, some of the angle gestures have remained, absolutely. But definitely, I will need to be updating my TalkBack uh, gestures podcast. But I will be keeping the old one up because it's necessary for people that are using older devices. Anyway, I was disappointed. I was very disappointed to find that voice assistant was gone. I still continued to use the phone, and at the time I was using Samsung Messages. I switched over quite quickly to Verizon Messages, though, um, because of some of the accessibility flaws in Samsung Messages, and I can actually review that in another episode. Um, But the next thing I noticed, I believe it did another software update on December the 23rd. So from the 13th to the 23rd, um, I was hoping for another bug to be fixed. And that was, let's swipe into settings a little bit. I'm on Spotify. Whoops. Open settings. I'd literally be swiping through the settings like I was using an iPhone. And what it would do is, at the time I had the sounds turned on for TalkBack, now I do not have the sounds anymore turned on for TalkBack, because I'm now more familiar with the phone than I was back then. Um, It would play sound at one point without speaking. And you'd have to, like, I was using the swiping right and swiping left um, with one finger gestures to do, just go down the list of settings. And literally... If I was swiping to the right so fast that it would make the sound and say nothing for several swipes to the right, I would have to swipe back to the left. I was like, what is going on? This has to be a bug. I hope that they fix it. Eventually they did fix it. I can't remember exactly which date they fixed it on. I think it may have been somewhere around January or February sometime. <clears throat> and I was definitely glad that they fixed it because that was one of the things that I'm like, I used to be impressed with this phone, and now I'm not impressed with this phone. One of my other gripes that I have about this phone is actually the fingerprint sensor. You know why I failed to tell you where the fingerprint sensor exactly was? Because it's on the display, and I can't feel it. It totally slipped my mind, and case in point. With it being on the display, it's not as user-friendly as it could be. Like the LG G6 or the Pixel 3a that it's on the back, like, panel on the Pixel. (coughs) And it's on the power button that's also on the back on the LG G6. That was a great placement for a fingerprint sensor. But this in-display one was finicky to set up, but I could do it. And it has taken me forever to get used to having the screen locked placing my index finger just a little bit, about an inch above where a home button on an iPhone would be or your uh, home back and recents panel would be if you're not using gestures. So about an inch uh, from the charging port is where it's supposed to be. And I just simply place my finger down 
I will feel a tap. Should be two taps before you hear the unlocking sound. <clears throat> and I'm glad that they did the vibration because when I have it on vibrate, um, I can still feel that. It was definitely finicky. It was definitely finicky to get used to. And you know what's even worse is the facial scanner. Oh my gosh. I can't set that thing up. The iPhone 11, the iPhone 10R, all those iPhones have been the best. Oh, and of course the new 12s. I can't forget about those. They've been the best implementation ever of a facial recognition scanner. Apple put a lot of effort into trying to make that accessible. And I was able, finally, after setting up my face a second time on the iPhone 11, I was able to get it to work every time for the most part. I couldn't even set it up on this Galaxy. I could set it up on my Pixel 4, but on the Pixel 4, it was also hit or miss, just like the fingerprint sensor. And most of the time, I ended up putting my password in anyway. That's when I started using Smart Lock. And I do use Smart Lock on this phone because of the fingerprint sensor issue that I sometimes have. Um, <clears throat> I have it unlock at my house. I have it unlock uh, when it's on me. And I just use swipe with two fingers upward. But facial recognition, forget it. You can't get it to work on this phone. This is, it's not user-friendly for blind. I don't recommend it unless one of you people has a suggestion on how to actually get it to work. And I even tried it in different lightings. At first I thought, oh, this is too dark. Then when I got my new room, which is brighter than my old room, I was like, why don't I try facial recognition in here? No, still didn't work. Still didn't even set up. It always failed every time you got an error message. And I was just like, you know what? I give up. I can't do this thing. <laughs> Besides the facial recognition, now that all of these bugs are fixed and I'm getting used to the new talkback gestures, I'm still loving this phone. I'm at a place in my life where I don't want to keep getting new phones and getting new phones. And I'm thinking to myself, I think I'll keep this one for a couple of years. Unless, that is, I decide to switch back to an iPhone, which hopefully I won't because I now have an iPad, guys. I have another iPad. Yeah, I know. And I'm keeping this one because I'm not, you know, I'm not going to play these games anymore. I do not use the gestures on this phone either. I could get used to them on the Pixel, but for some reason they were not working very well on the Galaxy. So I do have the navigation bar set up with the back home and recent key. And I've got it set up to where the back button's on the left. Home button is in the middle. Recent key is on the uh, right side, like all across the bottom of the phone. So this is my home screen here. And this is what I was used to from the Galaxy S7, where the weather was right here. Which is definitely not true, so let's update the weather just because I can. It's still quite hot out there. It's actually quite humid. And this has page one of two, page two of two, and page three of 
three. On the home screen page, I do have the app drawer set up. So if I swipe with two fingers up, it'll go where I last left off, which was page four or five. The one thing that they took away that I did not like that they took away was for some reason on my Galaxy tablet, I can swipe with two fingers to the left or right to switch between pages. For some reason, I'm not able to do it that well on this phone. Sometimes I can, it is hit or miss. See, I was able to do it that time. I'm able to do it this time, it's just... Sometimes it gets stubborn and just stays on the one page. So I gotta go down all the way to the bottom, almost near the navigation bar. And you've got paid all your pages there. If it were a swipe up and down like it were on the iPhone, I'd be all over it, man. I love how they do it on the iPhone. <laughs> but I'm still getting used to this and hopefully they can actually implement it a little bit better uh, when they come out with another software update. And lastly, oh my gosh, the customizations on this phone are epic. Like in Samsung Messages, you can change individual chat tones. You can't do that on Verizon Messages, and you most certainly can't do that with Google. Um, you can't do that on the Pixel at all because they use Google Messages. So that's pretty cool. Uh, you've got Samsung Health. All of the things on the Samsung system, some of them I don't use, and some of them I do, actually. I can think of at least... A couple of times where I have run into some accessibility bugs like the messages bug what would happen with the messages bug I am gonna tell you at least briefly is that you've got your whole list of messages let's say you've got 10 messages or so sometimes it'll take you for through the first three if you're doing the swipe to the right or left method and then it'll jump you right back up to the top upon another swipe and I'm like and I don't know if I want to deal with that. So uh, even with the customizations, I opted to use Verizon messages just because it's got some pretty nice features. It's got a longer vibration than all the rest of your notification tones. and <clears throat> It's definitely fun to switch between apps like that. The reason why I got bored of the iPhone is that you were stuck with iMessage. Don't get me wrong, that is a nice system. I am in a group of people chatting on iMessage right now from my iPad, but I like that I can choose my SMS app. That's nice. I can choose my email app. That's nice because I switched back to Gmail from the uh, Samsung email because Samsung email gave me the same problem that Samsung messages gave and interestingly enough Samsung email was not exactly on the phone when I first got it I had to download it from the Galaxy store and so I was able to switch between the two at will and it was fun it was fun deciding which one I liked but once Gmail brought back Google chat I was done with Samsung email I was like I'm going back to Gmail. I love this new chat feature because my bestie and I used to do it. Ironically, you know, a lot of people would say, and I can say too, we don't really need it because we've got Facebook Messenger, especially. We got stuff like WhatsApp. We got messages. It's nice for people like teenagers who do not have um, cell phones 
and instead have like tablets maybe to do the Gmail chat thing. It's pretty awesome. Also, another thing that I like about Samsung is that it's got its own speech services and it recently came out with a slew of new voices for the newer phones, which I'll show you a different time because right now I'm using Acapella TTS. This is the Rachel voice for those of you guys that wanted to know. You know see, it actually took my fingerprint this time. Sometimes it just does not. So, <clears throat> so there you have it. That would be my first impressions on the Samsung Galaxy S20 Plus after I have used it for eight months. I have customized and re-customized and redone, done software update. Oh my gosh, this phone. I can't stop playing with it, tweaking it. I, I never can get it to where, <laughs> where I want it exactly because I can never make up my mind. So anyway, thank you for listening and see you later, Technogators.